Welcome back. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from River City Roll here in Scott's Edition. On Fridays, we roll. This is the place to be on the weekends here in Richmond because you got live music, football on TV, bowling, a chef-inspired menu that has incredible items. I love the pizza, the pizza. The pepperoni's my favorite, uh, but they've got a couple really good pizzas. So you can come on down to River City Roll and tell them AWOD sent you. And the Commanders face off against the Giants this Sunday. It's a must-win game if they have any chance of making it into the playoffs. And Ron Rivera told reporters earlier today, quote, I'm confident and comfortable in who I am and what I do. He said, I've been through enough. The last three years have not been easy. The end of the day, the questions that need to be asked are, is the culture better, and have we found a quarterback? I, I think Ron Rivera's right about that, those two statements there, right? And even though I don't like Ron Rivera because the fact is he's not a good coach on the field. He doesn't throw the challenge flag. I mean, that's the one job of a head coach on the football field, especially when you have an OC and a DC and you're not calling plays. So he's not calling plays. He's not challenging plays. And his timeouts are puzzling. Well, then you look back and you say, well, what else is he paid to do? Well, he's paid to be the GM and draft players. Well, his first-round picks have not hit in the last three years. His second-round picks haven't hit either. And this season, his third-round and fourth-round pick haven't seen the field, but yet for maybe one or two plays. So is the culture better than when they hired him? Yes, it is, because you had Jay Gruden as the head coach, and he was, like, seen at bars at 2 a.m. smoking cigarettes and talking to 21-year-old chicks. That's not what you want your head coach to do, especially when your team is, like, 3-11. and 11. So he was fired, and, yes, Ron Rivera did fix the culture a little bit, all right? And he got into the playoffs his first year, and I will say he battled through cancer, and his players absolutely love to play for him, and it feels like every one of them, the 53 would run through a wall for Ron Rivera. So at the end of the day, has he changed the culture? Yes. And have we found our quarterback? I believe we have in Sam Howell. The problem is is that he's paid to do more than just those two things. And that's why I think no matter what, you move on from Ron Rivera at the end of the season. But NFL Week 11 began last night on Thursday Night Football with the Ravens 34-20 to win. That's the lead story here on NFL Hits. Regular season matchup. Every head coach on the hot seat. The hit stories in the NFL. NFL hits on A1 Radio. All right, remember yesterday we gave out Brian's picks. It's a new bit we're doing on the show. Brian is the traffic reporter, but he's an NFL savant. And he goes home over the weekends and he watches every single game and he takes notes on a pen and paper. He's old school, super old school. So this week he delivered me his picks on a notepad and he highlighted the teams that he wanted to win. We will tweet that out later today at 910thefan at AWOD Radio. But the big story from Thursday Night Football was Joe Burrow's wrist injury. Now, he was not on the injury report. In the second quarter against the Ravens, he threw a touchdown. But right after that, he reached down and grabbed his wrist in obvious pain, and then we saw him on the sidelines. They showed him on TV trying to throw a warm-up pass, and he couldn't even grip the ball. He could barely even hold it. And there's been a lot of talk about a deleted post in which you could see him getting onto the team bus with what looks like a cast or some kind of um, wrist helper on his hand, right? And, and so, Or some kind of brace, right? And so you could clearly see he's not 100%. Well, 
The NFL has come down and say they will investigate why Joe Burrow was not listed on the Bengals' injury report. And speaking of injuries, Ravens tight end Mark Andrews suffers a serious ankle injury in a tackle last night, and uh, it was one of those hip tackles that was described as a, a hip takedown. And look, it's so tough because people want that to be flagged now because it leads to injuries, but it's so hard to play defense in the NFL now you can't touch the quarterback can't touch anyone's helmet you can't grab them by the shoulder pad or anything you have to you know wrap them up but you can't even put your body weight on them when you bring them down so it sucks that he suffered this injury it's likely season injuring ankle injury but I don't think that they should flag people for that moving forward all right so let's go through the Sunday slate here and we begin with 1 p.m., the Steelers against the Browns. I gave that as a three-star matchup um, just because, look, both teams are 6-3. and three. Right now, the AFC North is the best team in football, and if the best division in football, and if the playoffs began today, all four of those teams would make the playoffs. Um, but the thing is, is that the Steelers have not been good offensively. It's their defense that's led the way. And the Browns, they don't have a quarterback. Right? Deshaun Watson gone for the season. They're most likely going to go with either DTR or uh, P.J. Walker as they try to win with their defense. So it will be a defensive battle. I, I think this is a three-star game for me because I personally like watching defense. If you want to see both teams score 20 points, this is not the game for you. The over-under is sit, sitting at 32.5. Give me the Steelers to win. That's an upset with the line Cleveland minus 1.5. I like the Lions over the Bears. I told Valdez that's my lock of the wick. Lions of the wit to win and cover the spread. Chargers, Packers, give me the Chargers to get right on the road and get back to 500. Justin Herbert is too good of a quarterback. Listen to these stats. 2,349 yards. That's, not, that's impressive, but it's not even top in the league. What is, it's his touchdown-to-interception ratio. 17 touchdown passes to just five interceptions. Justin Herbert, the quarterback for the Chargers. I've got them getting the win, covering the spread. Uh, let's go Dolphins over Raiders, but give me the Raiders to cover the 13-point spread. They've been playing inspired football under new head coach Antonio Pierce. Cowboys-Panthers, ugly game. Dallas wins uh, easily. Titans, Jags, uh, give me the Jags to win. Cardinals, Texans, I'll take the Texans. Bucks, Niners, give me the Niners. They looked good last week getting back to their winning ways, and they're at home at Levi Stadium in California. Jets, Bills, now look, this is an ugly game, 4-5 and five against 5-5, five and five, but I think this matchup is heightened by the fact that Aaron Rodgers is getting closer and closer to returning. He wants to be back by December 24th, the Jets game against the Commanders. If Zach Wilson can win a few more games, they could be in a playoff position. The Bills are 5-5. Five and five. They've fallen back down to 500, and it seems like their season is falling apart. And they have to do what they failed to do week one against Zach Wilson, and that's beat the New York Jets as the Jets shocked the world after Aaron Rodgers got hurt and still won the game. Uh, But give me the Bills to win at home. Seahawks-Rams, I think Seahawks cruised victory. Rams season is falling apart. Broncos-Vikings is a decent matchup because the Broncos are on a bit of a win streak and the Vikings are on their own win streak thanks to Stubbs' favorite player in the NFL right now, quarterback Josh Dobbs. Stubb, do you know anything about Josh Dobbs, or do you just like him because he's bald and running for his life every play? <laughs> I, I just like the fact that he just showed up, showed up, yeah, played a great out of game. nowhere, and then I, I, you know, when I watch him, it look he looks good. Like he looks like he, yeah. he does fun plays. So that's you know that's why he's my favorite right that? now. 
Yeah, the, the kids would say that's showing up and showing out is Josh Dobbs for the Vikings. Give me Jay Dobbs to get the win for the Vikings. Now let's get to AWOD's certified game of the week. This is AWOD's certified game of the week. Officially recognized as the NFL game this weekend that is certain to meet the qualifications or viewing standards set by football guys around the country. Touchdown! 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 Diving for the left pylon. He's in for the touchdown! Guaranteed to be a football guy's football game. And you heard me earlier predicting this is not only going to be the certified game of the week, but it's going to be the certified game of the season for the rest of the year, we will be talking about Eagles at Kansas City. Can the Chiefs do what they did last year in the Super Bowl and defeat Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles? The Chiefs are 7-2 and two on the year, and uh, but they're only 2-1 and one in their last three games as, of course, for some reason, they were shocked by the Denver Broncos. The Broncos won their first of their three-game win streak against the Chiefs 24-9. to uh, But the Chiefs will now host the Eagles. And Philadelphia is one of the best teams in football this year. They're back on a three-game win streak after the Jets and that defense shocked them with a 20-14 to win. But the Eagles got a solid win over the Vikings, 31-17. Oh, the Chiefs have already beaten the Vikings as well in Germany. The Eagles got a win over Washington in overtime, 38-31, to and then a victory over the Dallas Cowboys, 28-23. to So two of the hottest teams in football, a Super Bowl rematch, lock it in, throw away the key, throw it in the river, don't go searching for it. We've got you covered. The lock of the week, viewing standards will be met. Football fans around the country will be locked to their TV on Monday Night Football as the Chiefs host the Eagles. Look, I think this is not only going to be a close game, it's going to be a sh sh shootout. Give me Chiefs to win 42-36. 42-36. Eagles will have a 36-35 lead, and then the Chiefs will go down the field in the final drive of the game, score, and get the extra point. I've got Chiefs over Eagles on Monday Night Football. If you want to chime in, it's easy. 833-804-0910. Open lines on the fan. Or you could tweet me at 910thefan and at AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We talk a little high school football playoffs next on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Richmond's home for the first ever football festival. That's River City Roll. This is a great social spot with bowling, a seasonal menu. I love the pizza, a hopping cocktail scene, a dog-friendly patio that is covered and heated, live music on the weekend, and so much more, including live music during brunch. Live music during brunch on Sundays, which is awesome. You don't get that at very many spots here in Richmond. And throughout the show, I am bowling because the new rule at 910 The Fan is on Fridays we roll, and I've been letting the audience in on the frames uh, for, throughout the show today. In fact, we had Robbie Robinson, the play-by-play -play voice of ECU basketball, stop by and do a little play-by-play -play of bowling. Let's roll the tape. The southpaw from Nova to pick up the spare. Eureka! He hits the spare, back-to-back -back spares for AWOD and the Sports Radio 910 bowling thematic. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was awesome. So, uh, yep, we've been doing 
a little play-by-play throughout the show. And uh, I am at 89 points or 89 pins right now through six frames. Stop looking like I've got a good chance this time to break 100. Last, last week was embarrassing. I put out the scores. People were joning on me on social media. Somebody said I need to get bumpers. I'm 30 years old. I'm not going to roll with bumpers. My it's goodness. It's because you got me right. behind the board supporting you this time. Yeah, no, it's a good point. All right, joining me right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, you can hear him alongside Gary Hess right here on 910 The Fan for the cool football broadcast game of the week. Once again, it's Coach Gary Criswell. What's going on, Coach Chris? Hey, man, what, what, you know, how good a day could it be that it's playoff days, great weather, and I come in with a bowling intro? It's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's beyond all expectations. Coach Chris, how many times do you like to bowl a year? Like to bowl is the uh, – I used to bowl a lot. <laughs> and I, grew, and I really? grew up bowling, and I grew up with bowling with guys that played tennis at a very, very hard, uh, high level, including Rodney Harmon, who actually, I think, got deep into the U.S. Open at one, at one point. And now, this is wow. the 70s now. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's get to the high school football playoffs, and we right. start with Class 6, Region A, a great 2-3 matchup with local schools, Thomas Dale against Manchester. And that's our game of the week down in, in Chester. Both these, both these guys, I have a history with both these guys, knew them well when they were players long before they became coaches, and, and uh, they've, they've, nobody's surprised at this time of year where they're still alive. It's been a while since Thomas Dale's had an undefeated record in the regular season. Now they stand at 11-0. and 0, And Manchester's only loss is to the number one seed, who they opened the season with. It was Holland Springs' second game. So man, both teams have great resumes. It's a great physical matchup. And I think it's going to be two guys that really want to run the football, but they've got offensive coordinators uh, to kind of figure out how are they going to stretch the defense and I think really who hits the big plays I think will have a lot to do with it. But, of course, uh, this time of year you also got to talk about turnovers as far as – but it's not – these teams could play uh, five times and, and one of them would win three and the other one would win the other two. Should be a great matchup tonight in the regional semifinals. And the winner, well, you've got either Highland Springs or Oscar Smith waiting for you. That is tough. Yeah, and, and basically uh, these are two very, very relevant programs uh, that have, you know, dominated at times, you know, on, para, and on parallel platforms. Uh, one would be in five and one, the other one would be in six. Now they meet, meet each other. And this is an Oscar Smith team that's just now getting to speed. They have a freshman quarterback uh, that, uh, Adam, I swear, I've been on the field standing next to him twice, and I think he grew in the 10 weeks of the regular season. Uh, but the kid, is, the kid is really, really well skilled. Uh, they, they've got a good running game. I, they've played uh, – they, Hermitage played them tough, and Glenn Allen played them tough. And as Gary and I said last week, the cooking is a little harder to swallow in Holland Springs, Virginia, than it is in Glen Allen, Virginia. So uh, they're going to have their hands full with 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 the Springers. Uh, I don't think this is the dominating Springers team, but I trust the coaching staff that produces that many state championships, and I see them addressing the things that might not be up to their normal standards. 
But could they win it all? Certainly they could do that. Over to Class 5 Region C, and that was the region of upsets last week. I mean, my goodness, Coach Chris, did anybody advance there except for Matoka? <laughs> well, yeah, Matoka advanced, uh, and they're going to have an interesting matchup with uh, Mills Godwin. But Earl Kenny, he's a first-year coach. He, he's a veteran coach. He's coached Patrick Henry. He's coached at Hermitage. Uh, and he was the head basketball coach for Her- at Hermitage at, at times, and he has a very analytical way about going about uh, the segments of the game, and, and that's kept his team in, so- in some really good games. And there's other weeks they haven't played too well. But they, they came up with a big upset at Louisa, who was moving up in class, but uh, there's no classier program. It was an exciting home game. Uh, that Mills Godwin was invited to be the guest sacrifice, and it didn't work out that way. And Godwin wins their first playoff game since 1996. Now, that wow. sounds bad. That sounds bad. But they've been in the playoffs. like They've played like 20 games since in the playoffs since that time. So they're always per, per, you know, they're perennially in the playoffs, they just haven't been able to, to uh, win yet. And they've got their – they'll have their hands uh, uh, full at Matoka, who has really started rolling up. They played – Matoka played uh, Thomas Dale to its closest game, uh, losing by three points. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I, I kind of favor, favor the Warriors. Uh, that's a tough trip to, to beautiful downtown Ettrick. Do you give uh, Freeman a shot in their matchup against Fleming? Hundred percent, because William Fleming was the number eight seed in the region, and they defeated the number one seed. And there's whispers, and a guy that works with us all the time, Steve um, Steve Adams, is kind of is has lived in that area for a while. He's returned to Richmond, he's, and he's we're happy to, for him to be working with us on some high school programming. And the 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 funny thing with it is, he said these two teams weren't far apart anyway. It was just a bunch of good 804 teams in between in between them, and so they turned the tables on them. So Freeman gets a home game, and coming off the heels of a sh- absolute shootout against Hermit, it's about as exciting the second half as you ever want to want to see. Uh, Douglas Freeman. A lot of people don't realize that Douglas Freeman. Some of their overall speed on defense has uh, succumbed to some injuries. So it's not even the best uh, version of themselves, but they're certainly making a nice run in the playoffs. It's Coach Criswell with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, previewing all the high school football playoff matchups this weekend. We go over to Class 4 with Region B. I would like to see Dinwiddie and... Verina face off next week, but Dinwiddie would have to beat King George. They're the one seed, and Verina is going to have a good matchup against Huguenot. Absolutely, and this is uh, this is the craziest uh, the region in my in my estimation. Um, Dinwiddie and, and King George are no um, strangers to each other. Uh, last year's game was was settled in overtime, and um, but but King George is has proven itself recently to be the class of this division there but at at times that you can question their schedule but they certainly show up on playoff games Dinwiddie will have a you know you know the work cut out for them but they're certainly within reason that Dinwiddie could pull this off and then on the other side of the bracket Huguenot who used to be a staple in the playoffs in the uh, 90s 
under uh, the legendary coach Richard McPhee. Um, they're back in vogue right now, but they're playing a Verona squad that is playoff tough. And Adam, in their playoff runs, Verona continuously reinvents itself and finds some guy that we've never really seen play a lot, and he may, and he takes a big role in the game. They're very, very deep. They're very, very athletic, and they have a tendency to be very, very physical. I think it's going to be a good, good matchup, but I think Huguenot's best days are ahead of it. Coach Chris, always fun to have you on the show. Let's do this again next week until the playoffs are over. We'll, we'll do it. I want to mention the city schools are playing at Hubby Field, TJ and Armstrong, and the winner will host the regional finals next, next week at, at Hubby. It's a very, very exciting time for city school football. And my producer, Stubb, is going to be helping you out, so make sure you take good care of him, all right? Man, <laughs> he needs to be well-fed. Is it tonight? Is it tonight? Yep, I'll be Stubb, there Stubb, are you helping out tonight? Yeah. 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 Ah, beautiful. And you did, you did Dinwiddie with us, right? Yes, I did. Oh, yeah, man. You're, you're a good luck charm. That was a great game. <laughs> that was a good game. Thomas Dale, Thomas Dale is going to love that you're in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> we love that thanks so much coach chris right, i appreciate guys. it all right thanks you're listening you're listening to awod radio here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105 one fm who knew the place to be this weekend in the state of virginia though was the home of the james madison duke says not only is college game day there but Pat McAfee's been doing his show live from there, and I just saw on social media that the uh, the JMU fan base, for some reason they were doing F. Dan Snyder chants. I mean, you got to love that. He sold the team like six months ago. The JMU college kids have been so locked in on their undefeated season that they're just realizing that he's not the owner anymore. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. We go around college football in the state of Virginia next on University Drive. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Richmond's home for Hokies football. Every game can be heard on the fan or on the go on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. And we have a new rule at 910 The Fan. On Fridays, we roll. And, Stubb, I have been the spare king. I Maybe I need to go get Chinese food later and have some spare ribs because I have been Mr. Spare today. So frame number two, I got a strike. Frame three, spare. Frame four, spare. Frame six, spare. Seven, spare. Eight, spare. During the break, I got over 100 points um, or pins. I'm now at 107 through seven frames uh, with a couple to go here at River City Roll. So feeling a lot better about my rolling today. That's big. You're you're doing good. I mean, you, you could probably double last week's score. I know. I could. Because last week was embarrassing. What was it, like 62? Yeah, I, I, don't even, I shouldn't even say to the audience what it was. My first ball average last week was like three, or and I had a six gutter balls. I've only had one gutter ball. It was the first roll of the day. Since then, I've been hot, hot, You needed, hot. Uh, you needed right. to learn the court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I needed to get used to my environment here, all right, at River City Roll, even though I'm here basically every Friday and Saturday (laughs) night checking out live music. Uh, But it is time to go around college football in the state of Virginia here on University Drive. Let's go to University Drive. Scores, rivalries, rankings, all the college football in the state of Virginia. We'll follow the action all season long. College football, baby. University Drive on AWOD Radio. 
And we start in Blacksburg, the home of the Hokies, as they have their final home game of the season, hosting NC State, the 7-3 Wolfpack, as the Hokies try to become bowl eligible. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's our buddy Pat from Sons of Saturday, Virginia Tech. What's going on, Pat? Adam, what's going on, my friend? Happy Friday. Love talking that Hokie talk with you. And uh, River City Roll, what a spot. I've been there a few times. Good to hear you're, uh, you're getting after it over there. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Love having you on the show. So let's talk a little Hokies. Let's start with this one. I'll keep it easy. What do you, what do you think are the keys to victory for Virginia Tech as they try to get bowl eligible this weekend? Well, what to think about here going into tomorrow, you have stadium hype that we have really benefited from a year long, averaging over 30 points per game at home, undefeated in conference play at home, you get a little late November, 3.30 kick. Sun will be down by the end of the first quarter. And NC State really hasn't played in that many intimidating environments this year, despite, um, you know, boasting a nice 7-3 record. But, I mean, you saw how we beat Boston College, saw how we beat Wake Forest, Pittsburgh, and Syracuse, playing complimentary football. And that's really it. And I know Coach Pry came to Virginia Tech and said, hey, we're going to run the ball, we're going to play good defense. You know, you play good defense, you set your team up well uh, on special teams, get that good field position, don't turn the ball over, run the ball and set up the pass, you know, leverage Basel Tootin, leverage Kyron Drones in the run game, get those deep balls in the passing game. And, uh, you know, those are kind of a few things that need to happen tomorrow uh, against the stout NC State defense. And this is a Hokies offense that has been on fire three of the last four weeks, putting up 30 against Wake, 38 against Syracuse, tough game against Louisville, and then, like you said, 48 against Boston College. I thought it was the most impressive game of the Brent Pry era. And my season MVP, I think it's the obvious one, Kyron Drones. As soon as he's come in the lineup for Grant Wells, the offense has looked brand new. It's a breath of fresh air to see them be able to run and then set up the play-action pass. It reminds me of Hokies football that I grew up rooting for with Michael Vick, Marcus Vick, Tyrod Taylor. Having a dual-threat quarterback fits Virginia Tech perfectly. Couldn't agree with you more. You know, having Kyron Jones just come out of the gates last week and dominate in the run game. I mean, he had, he had numbers last week that were like that of a, an all-ACC running back. I think he had like 20 carries for 135 yards, uh, had like a long of 59. I mean, he was running all over Boston College. You got a guy like Basil Tootin getting in the end zone three times. Shades of Lee Suggs. I know Lee Suggs is another uh, Hokie <laughs> legend who, uh, you know, was at the top of the running back ranks and the touchdown ranks uh, in his time in Blacksburg. But can't emphasize enough how success in Blacksburg usually starts with a dual-threat quarterback. That's Pat from Sons of Saturday, the podcast. Follow them on social media at Sons of Sat Virginia Tech. And I did want to thank you guys for my awesome Georgia Amore T-shirt that I won to, wore to ACC uh, tip-off there in Charlotte. Do you guys, are you guys doing any giveaways this weekend on social media? Oh, love that you asked. So every week uh, we, have a, uh, we have a partnership going. Uh, Jack and Coke, we do our Jack and Coke, either it's a score prediction or a total yardage prediction. Actually, probably put it out on social media tonight or tomorrow morning. But, um, yeah, you'll have to follow at Sons of Sat VT on Instagram or Twitter. 
I guess we call it X now, on X. But uh, you guess the closest, whatever our prompt is, we will send you some Sons of Saturday merchandise. Adam was uh, quite fortuitous to win a few weeks back at the Georgia Amor shirt, and uh, she's having a heck of a season so far, too. Broke the, the single-game assist record last night. Not too bad, 16 assists in their win last night in Catholic Coliseum. And obviously, seeing her last week in Charlotte, Falling out uh, 31 points, 7 of 14 from three uh, in Charlotte against Iowa was pretty cool to watch as well. Pat, great stuff, man. I appreciate it. This is University Drive on AWOD Radio. We move over to UVA as the Hoos are hosting Duke Saturday at 3 p.m. Of course, they will host Virginia Tech next week. Hokies and Cavaliers in a big time in state matchup. But this is going to be a difficult game against the Duke Blue Devils. If you're a, a Who's fan, Who Nation, you're hoping that Anthony Calandria can keep playing at the level that he has um, when he's been in the lineup. It has been a lot of fun to watch. I think different than Tony Musket, you know, he can do these off-script plays. He can throw it deep. He can kind of keep the play alive with his ability to run, and I'm glad that they were forced to not redshirt him this season. I'm going to actually go out and say that UVA will get the upset at home against the Duke Blue Devils on Saturday. We move over to ODU, talk a little, talk a little Monarchs here on University Drive. And so ODU 4-6 and six on the season at Georgia Southern. They're 6-4. and four. ODU needs to win their final two games to be bowl eligible this season. So got to get a win on Saturday against Georgia Southern, and then it's Georgia State that travels to ODU for their final game of the season, Saturday, November 25th. That will be 2 p.m., so Monarchs need to win out to be bowl eligible. And speaking of bowl eligible, JMU, not bowl eligible, but James Madison is the place to be this weekend. Why is that? Because College Game Day will be broadcasting live as the number 18 team in the country, 10-0, the Dukes of James Madison University host Appalachian State for an awesome rivalry game here inside of the Sun Belt. And App State 4-2 in the conference, 6-4 overall. Now JMU will not be allowed to play in the Sun Belt Championship. They will not be allowed to play in a bowl game. I get it. It's stupid. It's an archaic NCAA rule that they should have fixed years ago. Well, they didn't, and JMU was the latest team to get screwed by it, but it's not going to stop them from having a party this weekend, and I expect the Dukes to beat Appalachian State because Jordan McLeod has been playing so great. Reggie Brown, the superstar wide receiver, throw it up and he'll make the grab, but it's the JMU defense that has led them to being 10-0 overall this season. I think the defense helps the Dukes get a win. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. Also, we've got Richmond against William & Mary. Wanted to mention that on University Drive coming up this weekend. Don't go anywhere. It's the final segment coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105.1 fm broadcasting live from river city roll here in scott's edition stop on by for brunch or check out live music 
going on this weekend, Friday and Saturday. I think my friends and I are planning to come out here on Saturday. So uh, you can grab a beer if you're a member of the AWOD Army with me here Saturday night at River City Roll. And I've been bowling throughout the show, Stubb. I didn't do my final two rolls, so I might have to do that uh, live on the air like last time where I just held the Comrex in one hand and the bowling ball in the other. But I do need to tell my audience about my friends at Luster by Adolph. Luster is a full-service jewelry store that features on-site jewelry repair and local watchmaker appraisals on-site, and they buy gold. Visit them today off of Parham Road in the Ridge Shopping Center like I did. I got my dad a really nice uh, watch for his birthday. I knew I wanted to get him something special, and I had a fixed budget, and that's why I went in, and Robin and Daniel helped me shop till I drop and get something that matched my budget. It's affordable luxury because life special moments deserve luster. We're broadcasting live from River City Roll, and if you want to chime in, phone lines are always open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Let's go to the phone lines. Looks like from Winchester, we've got Jay Smitty on the line. What's going on, Jay? What's going on, brother? How you doing today? I'm good, man. What would you want to call in about today? Oh, I'm calling in about the return of the McRib today. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Then we need to do an impromptu dude food. Stub, can you play the sounder? Dude food. We're not responsible for the content of this program. Or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude food. So I was actually reading about the McRib's return to McDonald's' menu here in November 2023. But for some reason, they're not going to have it available in Boston or in certain locations in Georgia. Uh, but, Jay, you were able to try the McRib once again today? I was. There's actually a website called McRibLocator.com. The, the sandwich <laughs> has such a, it's got such a big cult following that people track where it's at and you're able to locate it wherever it's at. It's all over Virginia right now. So do you love the McRib or are you doing it for the bit? No, I love the McRib. I don't know what kind of meat it is. It may be a squirrel, <laughs> but it's absolutely delicious. Some nice tangy barbecue sauce to it. The onions are decadent. It blends perfectly with the pickles on the bun. It is a phenomenal sandwich, eh, well, So, So did it slap as hard today as you remember? I think it was better than last year's edition. I think they might have tweaked the sauce a little bit. Okay. Unfortunately, though, they they usually hold it off for a few years. The last four years, we've been blessed enough to have it in our presence. But I, I think that <laughs> kind of kills the alert to it, you know? People love the yeah. mystery of it. I think it needs to go away for a little bit, you know? <laughs> I love that. You should you should attempt to make your own McRib at home. I, I have, but it's just never the same, you know? Maybe, maybe I got to find, find some roadkill, fry it up, you know? <laughs> I, I have never eaten a food with the same texture as a McRib. <laughs> it, I, I, it's it's kind of like a meaty sponge almost. It's it's chewy in a way that's a little bit concerning to me. <laughs> I, I, but what a glorious week for food with the McRib coming back, the Paper Moon giving out free lunches. What a time to be alive. Oh, my gosh. My guy. What a, what a P1. I love you listening, and thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, anytime. 
All right, man, have a great weekend. All right, before I let you go, I did need to get to my official commander's prediction. Look, this is a Giants team that won 14-7 to last time these two teams faced off, and Mark Wink Martindale was like, dapping up his teammates, high-fiving assistant coaches on the sideline as they had a day forcing Sam Howell to throw the ball in under 2.2 seconds, which just is impossible for any quarterback to have success, even Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. I believe he took eight or nine sacks on the game as the Giants cruised to victory 14-7 to because the commander's offense went three and out time after time after time. But this is a new-look commander's offense. Same guys little change at the offensive line. And a big change with Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, doing more of a quick game with Sam Howell. Just snap it and get rid of it. So I am predicting the Commanders to win. I'm breaking my rule, Stub. I said I'll never pick another Commanders victory after they lost to the Giants. But come on. This is Tommy DeVito, quarterback for the Giants. Give me 27 for Washington. They scored 14 last game. I'll give the Giants 13. Commanders win 27-13. to Two touchdowns from Brian Robinson Jr. One touchdown from Han Solo Dotson. The force returns. Dotson will get in the end zone. And like I said, my three keys to victory were fast start. I want to be winning at the end of the first quarter. The ability to run the ball in the third quarter. Over 100-yard rushing on the game. And two interceptions. Tommy DeVito is going to throw picks. We've got to be able to and catch the football. Thanks to Stubb for doing a great job producing the show. I've got a commander win this weekend, which means I'll be back Monday for a Victory Monday. It's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.